happy girl. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. In our current series, we are walking through the Psalms, focusing not only on what they say, but also on how they are an expression of worship. We're noting how the Psalms encourage us to praise God for who he is and what he has done. We point out the greatness of God and recognize his faithfulness to us in times of trouble. In other words, we praise God, learn of him, and celebrate his goodness. Thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim and Erica have a conversation as we walk through the scriptures, focusing today on Psalms 130. Hello, thank you for joining us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. I'm Kim Miller alongside Erica Close. Hello, everyone. It's good to be here today. And we are so excited that you have chosen to spend the next few moments with us. We are in Psalm 130 today, and we are excited to read that in your hearing and to discuss that, and we hope that you have your Bibles out and are taking a good look at this passage of Scripture, and that you are always asking yourself, what are your thoughts? And we would love to hear them. You are more than welcome, and we encourage you to send us an email and let us know what you are thinking about these Psalms as we are telling you what we are thinking. Erica, would you read Psalms 134? Psalms 130. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say more than they that watch for the morning. Let Israel hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. I love that he opens up with, Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. I imagine that there isn't one person within the sound of our voice who hasn't cried unto the Lord. And I, for one, am super excited and grateful and so amazingly thankful that tears are a language that God understands. I am grateful that he's attentive to my ears. I am grateful when things are going wrong and I'm tired and there's problems and people are just taking pot shots at me left and right. I can say the battle is not mine. It belongs to the Lord. And when I cry unto him, he hears my I think that's one of the things that's so neat in this is out of the depths, you know, so many of us may, that may be different things for us, but we all know what it's like to be in the depth of 
despair or the depth of sorrow or just the depth of sadness or the depth of confusion, right? Whatever it is, whatever it is that has us sort of underwater, right? Whatever it is. And we understand that he never leaves us nor forsakes us, but it's in those moments that that becomes incredibly real to us. And the psalmist David in his first couple of verses of Psalms 130 is talking about how God hears us, this divine hearing when we cry out to the Lord and that he hears our supplications. And the Bible tells us that, that we are to let a request be made known unto God and the peace of God shall fill our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If we just let our things, with thanksgiving, we let our requests and our supplications be known unto the Lord. He hears us with the intent of answering us. There are some people that may sit and let you speak to them, but they really aren't hearing you. They are simply in your presence, and their eyes may even be looking at you. Sometimes they will even wonder, but they're not really hearing you. But we are assured in these two verses that when we cry out to the Lord, when we speak to him from the depths of our despair, we don't have to worry about it falling on deaf ears. He is attentive to our voice and to our requests. I think the word attentive is so very important because as you say, we can be looking at someone as if we are listening and not hear a word they say because our attention can be elsewhere, but his attention is on us. And he tells us in verse three, he says right there, if you were marking iniquities, in other words, if you were keeping score of the number of mistakes I've made in my life or the number of times that I have failed you, then not only could I not stand, but no one else could be able to still be there. But we all remember, I believe it's in Mark chapter eight, where the woman called in adultery and he says, neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more. And the interesting thing is, he's writing in the sand. And I believe he's writing people's sins down. And instead of him dismissing her because she had sinned, instead, he says to everybody else, he who has not sinned, let him throw the first stone. And when he looks around, there's no one left. Because the psalmist David understood we, we are sinful, wicked people. And I know that I know that I know that Jesus loves me even despite that. And here the psalmist David is saying, you know, I don't deserve you to hear me. I don't deserve you to hear my cries, but I know you will. The woman at the well comes to him in John chapter 4, and she is, you know, the person who's had multiple husbands. Mm -hmm. But he's not holding that against her either. He doesn't expect perfection. In him, we are perfectly what we are intended to be. I love that he doesn't expect perfection. And yet, if we look at verse 4, we can expect, which is amazing, we can expect forgiveness from him. Verse 4 says, But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. Hallelujah That is to mercy, the right? I mean... We should not sin with an expectation of forgiveness, right? We, no. we know we should not no, sin. No, 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 That's not what it is. 
but he is so merciful and he is so forgiving. And David knew the character yes. of God. Yes, he and, did. And so he knew that when he did have iniquity on him, in him, that the Lord would forgive him when he came to him with repentance. And I love that it says that thou mayest be feared. And, you know, so often it's so hard to think of fear related to a kind, loving, caring God. But that fear, that word fear there is probably respect and reverence and honor, right? We come before him with absolute respect for him when we fear him. And he says there that it's, it's this mercy. There's forgiveness. You know, so he, he tells us in verse 1 that he listens to our cries. He tells us in verse 2 that he's attentive to us. In verse 3, we see that he doesn't expect us to be perfect, and he loves us and is just as faithful the fifth time we've made the same mistake as the first. And then he says, because there's forgiveness. And we fear God with a reverence because we don't want to stand unholy in a holy place. And he's a holy God. I like that idea of not wanting to stand unholy in a holy place. Where he is, is the holy place. And you can see that in verse 5 where he says, I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait. That's an expectation. Mm-hmm. He's expecting to see God and to hear God and to have God help him. That isn't somebody who's afraid that God's going to turn them away or be punitive or do something horrible to them or sit in this uh, kind of angst and fear. No, this is, this is a person who knows God for who he is, like you said, his character, and who is expecting God to help him. It's like hope. He has a hope in him. He has a hope in God. It's not that he hopes he'll do something. It's that my hope, my peace, my joy is predicated on I know that I know that I know that I'm in the depths of despair and I'm crying to the Lord and he's not going to hold my sins against me, but he's going to help me. He's going to give me what I need. He has, David has a confidence in God. He has a confidence and he knows that he can be confident that the Lord will be with him, right? Because it says in that next verse, you know, that his soul waits for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. The, you know, I'm sure that there were watchmen, you know, in Jerusalem at the time. And they were, they, their job was probably to walk, you know, to walk the wall and look over the wall and make sure nobody, you know, was coming to attack the city or something like that. You know that they watched and they waited in expectation for the morning to come. Because number one, it would be light, right? But number two... That was probably the end of like there, they were probably the night watchmen and then somebody else would come in during the day. But I think that more than that of this waiting for when the sun would come, they were confident that the sun was going to come. Amen. Right? David had as much confidence that God would be there and that God would forgive him and that God would come to him and that God would speak to him and that God would hear him as he did that the sun would rise the next morning. And he had this desire to come to the Lord. It was a spiritual desire to be in the presence of God, even if it meant God was going to correct him a bit so that he could come to him and stand holy in a holy God's presence. We have to be willing 
to allow God to purify our hearts, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We have to be willing to have God do a work in our lives and to transform us, and we need to delight ourselves in the Word of God and to delight ourselves in what God would have us to do, and then we get the desires of our heart. We need to turn our heart to Him to allow Him to give us a godly want to a godly perspective, and to clean our life up so that we have a godly life. That's the spiritual desire that David is exemplifying right now in this passage. He says, my soul waiteth for the Lord. And then he comes to verse 7. He says, let Israel hope in the Lord. Let everybody hope in the Lord. I know who he is. Mm-hmm. I know what he'll do. Let Israel hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. God doesn't save you, and you're one and done. He isn't just fire insurance. You hear me say that all the time. He is continually making us and molding us into what he would have us to be. Search me, O oh God. And know my ways. David told us that in other pieces of Psalms. David is showing us in this passage that you come to him over and over and over again, and he will give you mercy. But your heart and your intent must be to follow the Lord. You don't use it as a license to sin. You want to stay in the center of God's will, but because we are fleshly individuals who live in a an adulterous world, a sinful, wicked, adulterous world, then we need forgiveness, just like he washed the feet of the disciples, not to save them, but to get the dirt of the world off of us. We need to come to him daily and get the dirt of the world off of us. And David wanted all people to understand that truth. He wanted all of those. He was king, right? He wanted all of those that were under him to have what he had, which is the same thing we want, right? We want those that we know, those that we love, those that we don't even know that are listening to have what we have, to understand, right, the mercy that comes with him, to partake in that plenteous redemption. And to allow him to redeem us from all iniquities. Right, to redeem is to take something, right, and redo it and make it better. What a glorious psalm, Psalm 130 is, and what a psalm of hope and joy. Mm -hmm. I believe I misspoke earlier the passage that contains the woman who was caught in adultery that says, neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more, is actually John chapter 8, and I believe it's verse 11. But I am so grateful that from Genesis to Revelations, we have a roadmap to follow so that we can live in the center of God's will, and when we cry, he hears our pleas. It is my prayer that you know him personally. It is our prayer that you walk with him daily, that you speak to him every day, and that you're in his word every day. Please know that you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. 
You can find our app by searching for Women at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Women at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father. And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the Gospel Group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved.